The current spoiler warning level is iron. Friends and folks, for this episode, you're looking at a spoiler warning level of iron because we're talking about iron-blooded orphans. That's Mobile Suit Gundam iron-blooded orphans. And that is, for anyone who is keeping up with the Great Gundam Project, incredibly spoilery. We won't be getting there for years. So, uh, unless you're ready for some conversation about IBO, I don't think this is the episode for you. I will note, however, what we're talking about is a mobile suit from the side story manga, Iron-Blooded Orphans Gecko. Uh, so it is not super pursuant to the main plot of IBO. Um, so as long as you're okay with mechanical spoilers for IBO, you're good. But still, you're probably better off just ducking if you're not ready for IBO spoilers. And if you are, then please enjoy the episode. friends and folks, and welcome back to Mechanist NG, your show for the discussion of the designs of Gundam's robots, and this is one of those spoilery episodes. I'm Six Detmar from Scanline Media. And I'm Dylan from Online. Dylan, let's roll some dice. Let's get let's get deep into the weeds, shall we? Yeah, yeah, let's go for it. Uh, let's see what we get. Alright, D8. Two after war okay okay uh i am not going to know very much so i'm gonna oh this have is, you... this is your uh, show okay okay uh, i mean you know i'll, I'll be commenting yeah. i'm, I'm yeah. here but right. it's not very knowledgeable we are talking about the vertigo so this is going to be really fun actually because while this is a spoiler episode those who are following with uh ggp this will not be a spoiler episode as of uh, the next GGT coming out, because I believe the Vertigo appears in episode 10, because I think people have brought it up already uh, in the GGP chat, so that's kind of fun. Um, Wait, what, when does when does GGP come out again? Is it Tuesdays? I think it's going to be on Tuesday. I mean, okay, then it's by been the a time... Little bit we- it's been a little bit weird, because, you know... With them having Austin on schedule, I think the schedule's been a little different. I, t- I tell yeah. you what I'll do. I will hold on to this until that episode's at, so this is not spoilery, because we're so close. Okay. Then actually, here, do we want to we want to re-record and just try to go for one that is... Well, no, I, well mm, Oh, you mean like roll again? Yeah, would you want to... Would you want to do, like, what I can... What, I, what I'll say is, let's do the Vertigo next week, right? Uh, okay, that and then. Fun. That way we just know what we're going to talk about next week, and that way maybe you will have seen it a little bit. Okay, uh, sounds good. And then, yeah, we'll we'll roll an actual spoiler one this week. Okay, I'll roll again then. Yeah. Uh... So those who are listening to this spoiler episode, you now know that next week we'll be doing the Vertigo. What even? Oh, seven IBO. Oh, okay, Post yep, disaster. that will be a very far future one. Uh-huh. Let's see. Uh, the Gundam Astaroth, ASWG-29. Yo! Okay, Astaroth. This is a fun one. Plus, it's not animated, so you don't even have to worry about having seen it or not. <laughs> um, I have a I have a kit of this one, though. The kit is trash. Is it? I thought people liked uh, that one. 
it can't hold its own sword? See, I, I've seen people pose it with the sword. Maybe I just got a bum one. I don't know. I don't know. I, it's just, I see. I always thought everyone loved Astaroth because of the model, uh, hmm. but hmm. I, I mean, it, it might take some finagling because it is a very big sword. But anyway, the ASWG twenty nine Astaroth. This is uh, a mobile suit from IBO Gecko. Gecko being uh, pretty much the main side story that we have for IBO. We don't actually have a lot of IBO side stories yet. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if Gecko finished because there's a couple of designs that I remember were supposed to come up that never came up, and I'm wondering if it got canceled or something. But uh, the the thing with Gecko is uh, or the thing with the Astaroth is um, it's really weird because there's a couple of weird things going on with this. Uh, so in in Gundam IBO. And if you're listening to the spoiler thing, I assume no one cares about spoilers. So, uh, there are 72 Gundam frames uh, that were produced during the Camp Calamity War. Um, the Astaroth is one of the ones that survived and is still around. Um, it is actually not the one that, as we see it, as the Astaroth is not actually the Astaroth's parts on it. It is much like what happens with the Barbatos. It is actually mostly made of like leftover armor, junk parts, etc. Um, mm -hmm. And, it, well, it looks nice. Uh, it is not like the original configuration of this suit. Um, right. So, uh, the Astaroth uh, basically uh, loses all of its armor. They all get sold off by the family that owns it. Uh, it, it eventually ends up in the hands of someone else uh, who gets the actual frame. Uh, they start putting on parts of it from other mobile suits. And then you end up with a really weird, cool mobile suit. Uh, very asymmetrical. So, the Astaroth has a very standard Gundam head. Um, you know, like, it's more modern than most Gundam heads, but it is still, like, relative to, like, Gundam heads that you would see. It's pretty normal. Um, I mean, I think I think it is notable that the the V crest actually just looks more like horns here. It does, it does. They are it is more swept back. Uh, and this is on a few IBO designs. You tend to have like V fins that are more swept back, like the Barbad uh, the Barbados obviously has that. Um, so you also have uh, the chest is very boxy. It's got a this whole thing actually is very like I don't want to even say boxy really. It's it's got a lot of flat paneling and, like, more bulgy parts, though, right? Like, um, it's, it, it, it's a very Ipe Gyobu design. Uh, Ipe Gyobu being a designer who I really love, who worked on a lot more modern, uh, Gundam AUs. Um, you know, he's, he did uh, several G Reiko designs, he did several designs in IBO's show proper. Um, he also did the Astaroth here. Um, it has... So on the ch the chest still has like your standard vent set up. You've got like a very obvious cockpit area. Um, mm -hmm. Like most IBO suits, uh, you have the frame showing through the torso. You actually have like the visible like suspension um, on like you know going into the waist. Uh, you have lots of visible gray. Uh, this is common on a lot of the IBO suits. Uh, the Gundam frame itself is already like the frame is where a lot of the strength of it lies so mm -hmm. it having some exposed frame doesn't actually really matter on the gundam types 
Yeah, um, I mean, especially because, like, if you look at the, the other arm, like, the the added-on arm, I mean, that's not a Gundam arm, right? Yeah. Um, speaking of, you look at the left arm, uh, and it is painted in blue, uh, and it has this big rounded shoulder, you've got, like, just, like, completely different armor from the other arm all over it. Uh, it's also got, my favorite thing, a shield with a giant hand inside of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a shield with a big hand in it, which is actually used for holding its giant sword that we've talked about. Um, the right arm is more of a standard Gundam arm. You know, you've got very simple shoulder armor, uh, more simple just white armor going down it, and standard, you know, hand. Uh, hand being part of the frame, so the hands are going to be pretty standard on a lot of Gundam frames. Uh, mm-hmm. We move down to the waist. Uh You've got these really... My favorite element of the Astaroth, actually. I love the side skirts. You've got these mm. really cool side skirt boosters that are able to, like, rotate around. Um, they have a bit of mobility to them. I love the design of these things. They are very cool, um, yeah. The legs are also asymmetrical. Uh, namely, in that the right leg uh, is missing some of its armor. Uh, so it's got, like, an armored thigh... But then there's no armor, like, on top of the knee. It's just, like, bare frame. As well as, like, the sides of the calves are also missing armor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the left leg, it actually has, like, completed armor. Like, still has the same kind of armor on the thigh. But it actually has, like, armor over the knee. Uh, blocking, like, the joint area there. And it's got armor over the calves. Um, you've got these little uh, red, like, scoops on the back. Uh you know, with the booster in them. Uh, and then you've also got verniers on the knees. And then finally, feet are kind of like these weird, they're very boxy feet also, actually, very square. Uh, have these cool little heels on them. Um, just a very unique design, though. Uh, much like Ipe's other designs, you got a lot of little tick marks all over it. Um, like I said, very common among his designs to do, like, lots of very, like, model-style, like, little ticks of detail like that um so for its armaments it has combat knives inside of the uh waist or uh not waist uh, the uh side skirts uh which are just their little knives <laughs> um not much to say about those uh mm-hmm. then it has a, a very standard like little rifle like it's just a solid like normal firing rifle um looks like you know, looks like a machine gun has like a little uh, underslung, uh, or not underslung, a uh, ammo pack underneath, you know. But it's just a machine gun, basically. Uh, you have an anti materiel rifle, which is big. Sad the model doesn't come with this, uh, but to go with its big sword, has a 210mm anti materiel rifle. Oh, should note, uh, since we're talking IBO, if you're still listening to this but you haven't seen IBO, beam weapons are kind of not a thing in IBO. I say kind of as an operative thing. Yeah, everybody puts paint on their on their suits that makes beams basically just bounce off. Yeah. Uh, b- beams are considered like a relic in old technology. Um, so they mostly focus on using, uh, you know, solid weapons. So uh, you've got this large anti-materiel rifle. Uh, and then th- this, of course, extends to the melee weapons. This is why you get such big melee weapons is because... The way that frames are designed, even for non-Gundam frames, 
the thing that damages them is mostly going to be hard blunt, like not even blunt, uh, but just hard impacts, basically. Uh, which is why you get so many large melee weapons, and that's why the Astaroth has the Demolition Knife. It is called a knife. I do not know why they call it a knife, because it is not a knife. It is a huge fucking sword that unfolds from its backpack and is longer than the Astaroth is. It's irony. <sighs> yes. Um, so it gets these really large... It has this really large folding knife, uh, which I really like the design of. Um... Mm-hmm. And finally, uh, it can also, uh, I think they're, okay, yeah, they are just called Panzerfaust. It does have, like, Panzerfaust-style grenades, uh, that it also can use. Um, I don't think mm-hmm. any models come with that. Like, they did do that anti-material rifle in, like, one of the magazines, uh, as a add-on part, but, uh, they never did the, uh, little, uh, Sturm, or Panzerfaust in this case. Uh, the demolition knife rules, though, that's all you need. Uh, I mean... Mm-hmm. It's got, it's got a giant, it's got a giant sword, it's got a, it's got a pretty neat rifle, you've got, like, the cool shield with the claws on, or, like, the big hand on it. It's got the tiny baby knives, which I honestly love. It does have tiny baby knives, and those are cool. Like, everything on this thing is cool, this is just a neat design. Um, I really mm-hmm. love that asymmetry, like, even though it does have a, nearly a standard Gundam tricolor, it doesn't really have yellow, it has, like, a kind of, like, lime green in the little lights on the uh, side skirts. But otherwise, yeah. it's just, like, red, white, and blue. Um, and a lot of gray because of all the exposed inner frame. Um, uh, but yeah, so... The Astaroth has a couple of versions. So, namely, you have what is called the Astaroth Origin. And while it is called the Astaroth Origin... um. I imagine that at the time it was just called the Astaroth, because this is supposedly just what the Astaroth was with its original armor. Mm-hmm. Um, the Astaroth Origin is a very different design, uh, as to be expected from, like, the Gundam frames is the thing, right? Like, a couple little bits of it are reminiscent of armor that the Astaroth has, but the thing is, when you're building on a Gundam frame, you don't need... You, you don't need to have, like, the exact same armor. I mean, we have Gundams in the show that show this. You look at all the Kamaris forms. The Kamaris forms don't recycle each other's armor. The Kamaris, the Trooper, the Vidar, and the K-Vidar are all, you know, they're all very different, and they're all on the same frame. And this mm. follows that. Um, the Astaroth Origin is a very unique version of it. Uh, you know... Uh, just everything different. You've got a different head. I like this head a lot, by the way. Um, the color scheme has shifted from, you know, your red, white, and blue to red, white, and dark red. Um, mm-hmm. and some gray, I think, too, because I think the implication is those shoulder, yeah, their shoulder pieces are gray. They're not white. So, yeah. And then also the gray of the inner frame. Um, mm-hmm. so when we're describing this, we're just describing a whole new mobile suit. Uh, its horns are even more devilish because it has a cool double horn setup, uh, and they're very pointy while swept back. Um, I love the contrast of like the on the face. You've got these uh, uh, indentations on the face mask under the eyes, so it looks like you know, like the kind of tear effect that looks really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You've got this a white Gundam chin since the rest of it is red. Uh, to to contrast that, you have uh, the chin actually in white. Um, 
You've got a very fancy uh, set of torso armor. Uh, again, mostly it's just the Gundam frame going on with the torso. You just got like very simple bits slapped on. Uh, the shoulders are really cool. You've got these uh, large attachments on the shoulders. Uh, they are really like it's it's this they they I know they fold down. It's supposed to be for flight, if I remember right. Um, mm -hmm. They the shoulder armor has these like. I believe they I believe those uh white parts. Let me make sure. Yeah. So the shoulders they pop up and then the white parts fold out and then you've got like basically little rudimentary wings. Uh and then that along with the way the backpack which is just like a big almost like fuselage and boosters pops up. Um that gives it like a more limited flight mode. Um Now for like extensive distances, we're not talking Ashamars here. It's just you know, that's a little flight mode, though, uh, which is cool. Uh, you've got, when you look at the actual arms, the arm armor is really, I, I, I just like, I like that it has all, this is the thing I like about Ife's designs in general. I just like all, like, the shapes around the frame, right? Like, all these, like, squares mm -hmm. and stuff. Um, the way the armor is segmented is just really cool to me. Um, side skirts, sadly, not as cool because they're just regular-ass side skirts. Um, you get down to the legs, and you've got these, um, you, you, you've got these, like, really thick leg armor. Um, the back of it still has, still kind of has boosters in the same spot, just different styling. Uh, and then you've got the most shoe-ass looking feet I've ever seen on a Gundam before. <laughs> Love them, though. Um, it's got all these little, like, round bits on the sides of them, and they're great. Um, this actually gets used by it. So, the thing is, a lot of these parts on the Astroth Origin... Uh, are actually put onto other mobile suits. Um, believe the feet ended up on the uh, Vool, if I'm remembering right. Uh, mm, yeah, because the story the story here is that this machine was was owned by by a family and sort of kept in storage, and just over time they started selling pieces of it off to try and you know make up. Float. Yeah, try to make up some debt they had incurred. Um, this thing's weapons now. This is where we get really fun. Uh, it uses a shotgun. Just a shotgun, mm -hmm. which is cool. I wish we had more shotguns in Gundam. It just uses a giant yep. mobile suit-sized shotgun. Uh, it also has... The uh, the more normal weapon is it has a uh, nanolaminate sword, uh, which is in the same color as its armor, just this bright red sword, which is cool and all. However, the coolest thing it has is a sledgehammer. Uh, the sword scabbard on the side there is uh, just a sledgehammer. You put the sword in it, and then you don't... Instead of ejecting the sword, you just hold it by that handle, and you slam them with the scabbard, because the scabbard is a fucking sledgehammer. It's the Kirk hammer from uh, Bloodborne. It's really cool. Love it. Absolutely love it. Um, but this is a really cool machine as well. Um, mm -hmm. The Astaroth Origin... I'm glad they actually did a model kit of it, because like I said, it's pretty much all new parts. You're doing them on the Gundam frame, and the Gundam frames are the same, but like, you know, it's it's just, it's really weird. Um, the only other uh, weird thing of note is, uh, I believe, if you look on the right arm, you can see it has like a little, is that a subarm beneath? I don't actually know. I don't see that. Look at the forearm. If you look at the rear, 
uh, art of it. Uh, or it's not on the artwork, actually. Sorry, is on the. You can see it on the model. I actually do not know exactly the function of that because I've not read the manga. Oh, huh. What is that little thing? Yeah, I don't know. It's not. It's not. It doesn't look large enough to be a summon. No, uh, it doesn't. Maybe um, it's for. I mean, it is it for hooking up the so it can hook up its basically its power cable directly to the sword. Is that what that's for? Yes, it is. Oh, okay. Yes, that's a connector cable to hook up to the na- the nano laminate sword to make it right. extra powered. Okay, okay, that is what that is. Okay, I see. Okay, yeah, I, I see it in this art that I found. Cool. Okay, just was curious because while I have played video games, I've not actually, you know, uh, I've not read the manga. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone's even subbed the manga, actually, or, well, scanlated the manga at this yeah. point. Um. It's fascinating, like, I mean, you know, we've got another form of the Astroth to talk about, but it is just really fascinating Look at these, looking at these two and seeing, like, in the absence of a lot of the pieces that make this machine, like, the original, the Astroth origin really being, a, a, like, a pretty graceful, like, closed, close combat, like, fast machine... And the Astaroth is also pretty much a close combat machine. It does have that nice rifle, right? But it's such a completely different vision as to how to accomplish that in almost every way that, like, you could be forgiven for not believing that these were the same machine. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, this is... I mean, that that's also just a consequence of, like, the way that the Gundam frames tend to work out anyway, right? Is, like because you're able to just change out all the parts you can just completely change a machine anyway so it's almost like what's even in a name right because we got a ship of theseus thing going on here um if we took all this the astaroth's armor off right and Mm -hmm. we put the gusion's armor on it would we call it the gusion or the astaroth who knows because i mean you know the frame it, it seems like the name is associated more with the frame and like the computer inside of it but the frames aren't different, right? They're all, like, the same inner frame. Like, if you bought a model of the Astroth and you bought a model of the Barbados, you would be able to swap their armor around as freely as you wanted to, basically. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because I do think it is a situation where the answers are different for us versus the people in-universe. Because in-universe, it's like, oh, you 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 analyze its Ahab reactor and it has a different frequency that indicates which one it is. Yeah. Because there's a limited number of these and you're like, okay, which of 72 frequencies is this? Yeah. Oh, this is the Astroth frequency. But for us, as out of universe, it's like, you look at this and you're like, huh. You know, you're like, huh, they call that the Astroth, they call this the Astroth. They are not, I mean, they sim- similar roles, but not the same machine. <laughs> This the, yeah, this one is the basic the the origin is like the the like this one's Gundam Epion. Yeah. Um. Then you have, of course, the upgrade of the Astaroth, the uh, Renascimento. Renascimento. Yeah, that's what I would say. Yeah. Um, the Renascimento. Uh, apologies. Uh, for screwing up my Italian there. I do not know. I do not speak Italian. And I know it's an Italian word, so I'm probably screwing that up. But uh, Renascimento. <laughs> so, the Renascimento, which uh, means Renaissance, is a sort of upgraded form of the uh, Astaroth. Uh, so it funny, yeah, funny story. <laughs> they started working to restore it to its original configuration 
And then it was sold, sold like st- immediately stolen and stripped for parts again. <laughs> yeah. And so then they got they got a couple of upgrades. It has some of its old parts here. You've got like the feet are back to being the uh, shoes, kind of. Uh, so it's really funny if you look at the feet. Even the feet are asymmetrical on this thing. Dear God, I didn't notice that. If you look at the heel, the heel on the one side oh, is the geez. old heel. The whole heel on the other side is the new heel. This thing's great. So you look at the head, right? The head uh-huh. has one horn swept back, and the other horn has the left one has now been extended backwards. Um, otherwise, it's pretty similar to the standard Astaroth head. The chest is a pretty different design, actually. Um, just swapped out the armor pieces around. Um, like the, I believe the red, like no, even the red area that's new. <laughs> so like they changed out a lot of it. Um, the <laughs> arm, the left arm is still the big arm. It's still big arm fantasy on that side, though they did change the shield. I believe that shield there, though, still has the sub-knuckle. Yes, it does. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it's even bigger now. Yeah, and it's just gotten bigger. Okay. Um, the right arm, uh, it has the old shoulder, like, it has the shoulder from the, uh, Astaroth origin. Like, you can tell it has, like, the mechanism for swinging, like, uh, the thing over the shoulder. However, that thing is no longer a flight pack. That is now uh, its new. Uh, isn't that like what? What is going on with that right arm again? Uh, does I forget? Does that attach to the sword? You 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 know. Listen, don't ask me. <laughs> I'm trying to remember because. Uh, uh, okay, so it yes, it is it is a shield that can unfold to be a third arm. Right, it's another arm, right. Okay, I was actually about to look up the model because I need to look at that while looking at this because I, I know a lot about the Astroth uh, relative to like having not read the thing. This one, again, the problem is the manga hasn't really been translated uh, as far as I'm aware. Um, so this form of the Astroth, I don't know quite as much about um, other than it being in, like, games, and even then, I actually just prefer using the Astaroth in, uh, Crossrays. <laughs> um, there's a couple of units, actually, I prefer using in Crossrays, but, uh, yeah, like, so, okay, it's, yeah, it has a big arm shield, what can unfold, and has another hand inside of it. Okay, that's how that works. Okay, so it's just a big sub-arm, it's just a very complex design for one, because you're used to sub-arms being fiddly, and no, this one's, like, a full-armored sub-arm. Uh, that mm. it can wield anything uh, that the normal one can wield. So you can put the rifle in there if you even want. Um, now, sadly, these skirts have been changed. Uh, it is just some standard side skirt armor. Don't Boo. know if it's the origin one. Look, I, I just love those giant booster ones. I'm sad they're gone. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm booing the change. Yeah. Uh, the legs uh, are interesting because they are also um, asymmetrical. Uh, so, the thigh, uh, the thighs, both the same kind of armor, really bumpy, kind of cool looking. Then you hit the lower leg, and this is where things start getting weird. Uh, the, uh, left leg is all in white, the right leg is in blue for the lower half. Um, there are, now these appear like they would be mostly similar when you're looking at them. And then you look at some of the details, and you're like, wait, no, they, these are different armors going on. So, Mm -hmm. um... And these are also not even, like, the same armor from, uh, the Astaroth origin. It's really funny how much of a, like, a 
hodgepodge machine this one is, even compared to... Like, the normal one feels like a hodgepodge machine. This feels even more slammed together, even though, like, it's ostensibly, like, bigger and, like, more strong-looking in some ways. Um, mm-hmm. In other ways, it's just really weird. Like, you, you know, you look at, like, the calves, right? And it's just like, oh, you have two completely different things going on here. One, uh, the, the white calf is... Uh, a lot more similar to the, the the lower leg is just like the Astroth Origins. The other one is just a u- new, unique leg that they just put on there. Um, mm-hmm. And like, th- it's a detail that they they put in the description here, which is like, so the pilot is doing like some like as is as is the custom in IBO uh, has a special way of interfacing with the machine. Mm-hmm. He connects it through his prosthetic, um, and with this machine. With the removal of the side skirts and a bigger backpack, the machine is such an unbalanced piece of garbage that he's the only one who can pilot it because its center of balance is just completely fucked. That's really good. Um, I, I like I like the the wording of that too. Uh, Archie Mirage, who had never seen the Gundam Astaroth's original configuration, felt an odd affinity with the silhouette of the Renascimento, uh, which is really funny to me because um, this thing's silhouette is wild. So, it has also on the backpack... Now, on the left side, it has the demolition knife still. And then on the right side, it has a different large blade that is called the Bastard Chopper. Uh, but Dylan said a swear. I say swears a lot. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> um, it is just a large blade that you can use individually, or you can slam it into the demolition knife. In order to make an even bigger sword. Uh, which is pretty ridiculous. Uh, mainly when you slam it on, it doesn't like, it, it's not really used to extend the length. It's more used to like add weight to the cutting edge. Like, and to reinforce those like hinges on the, on the, uh, the uh, demolition, demolition knife. knife. Yeah. The other thing that this has built in is the Bastard Chopper also has a Dineslave, uh, that is not illegal because it uses gunpowder to launch it rather than uh like a rail gun uh so in universe for ibo uh you have weapons called dine slaves which are basically a large rod that is pointed fired out of a rail gun that is mm-hmm. powerful enough that it could um it could completely rip like even a gundam frames uh armor in two uh, yeah, if you want to hear more about it, you should listen to our Grey's episode. Yeah, and they are considered a, like a big war crime weapon because of this, because they are so strong, and also because, you know, it's a thing that could stand up to Gallahorn at that time. Uh, so, mm-hmm. of course, we're going to make it illegal. It's it's a war crime to use the thing that can kill us, um, the, the hegemony. But um, anyway, uh, so yeah, it has a... It, it launches a Dineslaif a single one using an explosion uh, of gunpowder. So, you know, uh, it, it's basically a pile bunker in this way, right? Because it has to be used mm-hmm. up at, at, like, at close range. It's still cool as shit. <laughs> it's really cool. Um, I, I like that a lot, actually. Um, and that's about it for its equipment, I think. Uh, I think its rifle is the same standard rifle. It doesn't really get any new ranged weapons. Um, yeah, this is a much more. This is even more melee focused because the the previous one at least had that that anti material rifle, which was a pretty good weapon. Oh. Um, the rifle, the default rifle from the Astroth, which is carried forward on the on this on this variant. I was going <laughs> to say the name, and I don't want to. Um, is 
like it, it's fine. It's not really up to snuff of, yeah. of the kind of situations you're going to find yourself in. Yeah, it's I mean, the thing is, even against like grazes and stuff, when we see rifles getting used, you have to get a series of concussive blasts on them to really damage them. It's not like unless you're using like a larger cannon, they don't really penetrate very well. I mean, mm-hmm. you basically have them so that you still have something threatening, but, you know, not the most threatening of things. Uh, oh, uh, so it does have the same knives. Where did they, where does it store them now? Oh, okay. The left side skirts. Parts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I was just going to say, because it's like, oh, you removed the cool boosters from it. So where do you put these now, RG? Huh? <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Uh, God. Cool machine, actually. I I think I still like the original Astaroth a little bit more, honestly. The, the original or the origin? Uh, the, the Sorry. The one that is just called the Astaroth. Okay, I think I like the origin the most, but that's just because I, you know, listen, I have a type. Uh, there, the thing is, <laughs> if I could put... I, the thing is, I would put a combination of things from all these designs onto, like, one that mm. I would want to make, you know. I, I like a lot of the origin shape. I would want this. I, I love the side skirts on the original one. That, or, God damn it. On the Astaroth known simply as the Astaroth. Um, it would also be nice to have that knuckle. Oh, forgot to mention this also. Because this has the leg armor back only uh, on one side from the Astaroth uh, origin. Uh, the leg armor on the Renascimento... Uh, has a giant vernier on one side and then like these like little scoops on the other, which is a really funny look to me, having unbalanced like verniers on the legs. Mm-hmm. Uh it's just yeah. it's just a very silly look to me having that. But again, it's also cool because, you know, the whole it being asymmetrical. Yeah, there's a there's a lot going on with this machine. It's a it's a little it's a little <laughs> it's a little much almost. Yeah. Uh, that the 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 like the new horn though on the head is just really sick. Um, it should double up those sub arms. Have four arms. Oh wait a minute. <laughs> There's already a different IBO suit that does this. Mm-hmm. Which is also from uh, a side material thing that is in seemingly development hell. I wonder when Ir- uh, Udir Hunt is gonna happen. Never. <laughs> Remember when they like did like this cool like oh yeah look we we have cutscenes in it like we're doing like a full gacha game but like it's gonna be like it's gonna have a storyline and like have budget in it and then it was like coming out 2020 uh then 2020 happened and then I was like uh we don't know remember when there was literally any news about anything <laughs> Gundam based except for Gunpla <laughs> yeah look. Hathaway, we do. We still have Hathaway coming out. Well, at least we did. We did get. Just keep telling yourself that. <laughs> Look, no, we do. We've gotten like new stuff for Hathaway. Remember, we had the Cassie yeah. get revealed, and then I had to get into arguments about with people about the design a whole bunch. <laughs> and definitely won't get delayed. It's fine. God, but uh, all right. I think that's about it for the uh, our good friend the Astroth here. Indeed. Uh, thank you, everyone, for for joining us for another another spoiler episode. I'm glad we got to do another one of these, and on a on a really fun machine. Very like three three very different. I mean, I guess the you know the they're basically three different mobile suits, though. They are basically yeah three. yeah. Um, Dylan, you know what it is. Where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at lowpolyrobot on Twitter.com. 
All right. You can find me at six Detmar, S-A-X-D-E-T-T-M-I-R, uh, scanlinemedia.com, patreon.com slash scanlinemedia. And friends and folks, until next time. Can't really do Orphans Zombie Die because this isn't the anime. Hmm. Uh, I mean, I don't know anything about Gecko other than the character. I know I know a little bit of the story because of G-Gen Cosplays. By the way, if, uh, people who like tactics games, uh, Bandai Namco isn't paying me for this. They really should. Uh, Crossrays is a really fun game, in my opinion. It's not very good. You don't like it? No, I think it's badly designed. I think there's a lot of. I think it's cool for fan service, but the part where it's a video game is pretty bad. Really? Okay. Yeah. See, I, I'm a fan of tactical games like Disgaea and such, where I can just simply bust the game systems in half by knowing how to fidget with them a lot. And G Gen games too. have always let G Gen games have always let me do that, and Crossrays does too. That's why I yeah, like I it. Lo- I love Disgaea. I just think. Crossrays is a boring one of those, but yeah, we're we're allowed to disagree. That's fair. Uh, thing you might agree with me on at least the animations in the game are wonderful. Oh, they're sick. Game has really good animations. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> till next time, folks. Peace out. <laughs>